is Jonathan Nato, and I'm in Connecticut. Hey, everybody. My name is Hamad Zaidi, and I'm in Redondo Beach, California. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. Yep. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Everything's going well. I got my brand new guitar today. You know what? You need to get used to that thing, and you need to play it on one of our upcoming podcasts. Yeah, definitely. I'll play, uh, I'll play No Woman, No Cry. That'd be great. I'd actually okay. like that. So yeah. get used to it, get used to the feel, and then I want, I want to record it on one of our future podcasts. Yeah, definitely. It'd be cool. Hey, so something amazing happened to me last night. It was just a really fun evening, mm. and it triggered something. So today we're going to talk about the importance of hanging on to at least some of your childhood dreams. Okay. Right? So let me start there, and then I'll move into what happened last night. Yep. So as people that listen to this podcast know, I'm an incredible sports freak. I love sports. I love playing them, although I suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have limited use of one hand, and I have a slight limp, so I do suck. But I really love playing sports, right? Mm-hmm. So just like any other boy growing up in the Midwest in Kansas in the 70s and 80s, I thought I'd grow up to be the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, the point guard of the Lakers, or the shortstop for either the Royals or the Dodgers, mm. you know, the four, the four teams that I followed. Yeah. Right? And it was really ingrained in my mind that, you know what, I'm going to be a professional athlete, right? Yeah. And my family was always really encouraging, but come on, they knew this five foot four disabled kid cannot be a pro athlete. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short on that part of the story is, you know, for people that have listened, we did a podcast, I think it was called minorities not wanted where it talks about how I, uh, or maybe it was guns and mirrors because I talk about it in both podcasts on how I trained myself to uh, to catch a baseball. Was that Guns and Mirrors or was that Minorities Not Wanted? I think it was Minorities Not Wanted. Right, where uh, I taught myself how to catch and throw a baseball with the same hand. Yeah. Like catch it in the mitt, whip off the glove and throw it with the same arm. Yeah. Right? And same thing with baseball. I think in one, I mean, same thing in football. I think in one of our previous podcasts, I, I told everyone that I would buy a Nerf football and saw off one part of it, one edge of it. So one edge would be flat, right? Yeah. Then I'd throw the flat part against my bedroom wall. And because it was a Nerf, it'd come right back to me. Right, right. And because it was a sponge, right? Yeah. So that's how I taught myself how to catch a football. <laughs> right? And it would never come back to me directly at me because it was a sponge. It would be, you know, all over the place. Yeah. So I'd be crashing into walls and crashing into my bed or my cousin's bed, the guy that lived with me, that, sh- that I shared a room with all the time, breaking things and, and oftentimes like cutting myself and mm. getting injured, mm. right? And when my mom would run upstairs and say, what in the hell are you doing, right? Yeah. You, 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 you've cut yourself against a bed rail, you're bleeding, and I'm like, athletes bleed, mom, <laughs> athletes bleed, right? Seriously. So I always had this belief that I was going to be able to be an athlete. And then when I was about 12 years old, 
I had an epiphany, right? Because people said, what are you going to do when you grow up? And I said, well, I'm, I'm going to be a professional athlete, right? Yeah. And one day I remembered, I mean, it, it's one of those moments that just turn everything for you. Yeah. I remember my dad putting his hands on my shoulders and he, and he said, Mud, I love you, man, but you're not going to be an athlete. Mm. You, you just, you're not, you know? Yeah. And that was the first time it sunk in. And I was old enough. I was 12 turning 13. Yeah. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm shorter than all my friends. I'm slower than all my friends. I'm always the last person to be picked in kickball or baseball <laughs> yeah. or basketball or flag football or anything, right? Yeah. And when I played baseball for one year on a team, I had one hit. And when I played basketball, I scored zero points, mm. right? And so here's my point of this part of the story. The moment it dawned on me that I was no longer going to be a professional athlete, it also dawned on me that I was going to be an owner of a professional team. Mm, okay. Right? And I know I've told you that before, that before you retire, I want to own a team. Yeah. Right? And then as I grew older and as I went to college and as I got married and as I started building the companies that I'm a part of now, including some of them with you, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the near future. Yeah. You know, every time, even the companies, the company that we built together, Hourglass 24, that I'm sure we're going to talk about, and the divisions that you're helping me build within Lonely Seal that we'll also talk about in the future, all of those companies have the opportunity and possibility to explode. Yeah. Because of the nature of what they are. They have, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but... You know, when you own a convenience store, you know that you're never going to be a billion-dollar company. Right, right. Unless you, you know, franchise and have like 8,000 of them. Right. Right? But the stuff that you and I are doing together, they all have that opportunity. Mm. That if certain things fall into place, they could turn quite large. Yeah. And they may not, right? But, but they could, right? And my point is, as I grew older, I started to think about how much time I have in the day, who I want to work with, who I want to share my time with, and what projects I want to put money into, mm. and time and energy. Yeah. Right? In the back of my mind, in every single one of those moments, is, will this get me closer to buying a team? <laughs> and I'm serious, you know? It's when people ask me, what do you want in life? I say three things, four things. You know what they are? I want my daughters to be more successful than me and my wife combined. Mm. I want my wife and I to live into our 90s at least mm. and to be able to see our future grandchildren and hopefully their children. Yeah. Or maybe not because I started really late. <laughs> I, not for me, maybe for my wife, but I started late. Those are two. I also would love to have an Oscar yep. before I die. And I want to own a sports team. And when people say, okay, if you, if you could have a Super Bowl trophy as a sports owner or an Oscar, what do you take? I say the Super Bowl trophy because I love sports. Mm. Right? Yeah. Although I want both. Right? <laughs> so something happened to me last night 
that just brought all this up, and I wanted to, to talk to you about yeah. it and share it, share it with you. Yeah. So you and I did a podcast uh, several months ago about my friend Dave Mazel, who built football stadiums. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And he does. That's his job. His job is he builds NFL football stadiums. When I met him, he refurbished uh, the Kansas City's Arrowhead Stadium. And then right after then, he's the one that built the 49ers Levi Stadium. Mm. And he's building where the Rams are going to play now. Yeah, that's amazing. He's building the new L.A. Stadium, right? Yeah. I haven't talked to Dave in three or four months. I haven't seen Dave in about two years, maybe three or four years. It's been a while. Because when he gets on a job, he works seven days a week, 18 hours a day. Yeah. Right? Building a stadium. So I'm headed to the Laker game with my friend Barry, who I went to high school with. Right? Yeah. And we're, Barry and I are at dinner in L.A. right by Staples Center. And my phone rings. And I see it's Dave Mazzell calling. Right? Mm. And we're in the middle of dinner. Normally, I'd just let it go to voicemail, but Dave is a hard guy to catch. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so if he's calling you, you, you pick up. <laughs> you pick up only because we're, we're really good friends, and I love him dearly. But he works like 18 hours a day. It's impossible to get a hold of the guy. Yeah. Right? So I pick up, and then, of course, I apologize to Barry after. And then Dave says, hey, Hamad, I've been talking about you all day to my friend. Are you at the Lakers game tonight? <laughs> I am. And he goes, I'm here. Let's say hi to each other. Right? Okay. We go there. I don't say hi to him until halftime. But right before halftime, it dawns on me why he's at that game. You know why? Mm, what's because of the team they are playing? They were playing the Denver Nuggets, and it dawned on me that Stan Kroenke, who owns the Rams also owns the Denver Nuggets. Oh, man. And he also owns the Colorado Avalanche, right? Wow, the, the, no kidding. And he also owns, um, I forget which one because I don't want to say it wrong. It's either Endemol or he, it's one of the biggest soccer clubs in the world. No kidding. Right? He, his holdings in sports alone are over $5 billion. <laughs> like 5 or $6 billion. Oh, Just man. in sports, right? Yeah. So anyway, I tell my friend Barry, I go, you should go with me. This is a guy you need to meet. This is one of those magic. Yeah, totally. Right? One of those guys that like coolest job in the world. Yeah. Right? And so years ago, I met Dave on a plane. You and I have talked about that before. And on the plane, I said, dude, we should do a TV series about, you know, building stadiums. Yeah. And he said, I'm in. Let's do it. Right. But then he started actually to build stadiums and had no time to do a TV right, series. Right, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> but long story short, we meet him at halftime with his, uh, a friend that he's with who also is building the stadium. And here's just really cool. In the middle of the conversation, Dave turns to his friend and he says, you know, Hamad's going to own a professional sports team. <laughs> and I started laughing. 
And he goes, oh, I know you will, right? You will. The point of this podcast is I told Dave on a plane years ago that someday I was going to own a sports team. Yeah. When he brought it up last night, mm. I first thought he was just teasing me. Right. Right. But then you actually heard him talk and he's like, I think he will. Right. Yeah. As he was saying that, what went through my mind is I just kept on thinking this guy knows probably, if not every single NFL owner, he knows most of them because right. they all know that he's the guy that builds the Exactly. Stadium. Yeah, exactly. Right? And he spent several years with the Hunt family in Kansas City building, you know, refurbishing theirs. He spent uh, two and a half years um, building the 49ers one. And he's spending three or four years building the L.A. one. Right? Isn't the L.A. one supposed to be like the largest one out of all the stadiums? Not just the largest, but the most advanced. Okay. He just keeps topping himself because the most advanced one was the last one. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers stadium. Yeah. The L.A. one, I, I don't know if this is actually going to be implemented, but you know what they're going to do in the L.A. one from what I hear? Mm. And I didn't, I didn't hear this from him. I heard this on the, on the radio and on TV. Okay. They're going to um, project commercials on the ceiling, on the roof of the stadium mm. for planes landing in LAX. <laughs> so as you're landing, man. you're flying over a football stadium yeah. and you see Coca-Cola commercial right. or Ford commercial or whatever you see. Man, that's crazy. Is that, that, <laughs> on one hand, that's so disgusting. <laughs> on, on the other hand, that's so amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's but you know what you build a three billion dollar stadium you expect stuff like that exactly right yeah that's crazy but again getting back to why I brought this up for this podcast is I think it's so deeply important to keep childhood dreams at least some of them yeah and some of them that are really ridiculous because my entire life. It's driven me, right? Mm -hmm. And people always say, what if you never buy a sports team? I always say, but I will. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, you realize they're all a billion or more, like one to three billion dollars. And then I say, well, I'm going to try to buy the biggest and baddest ones I can. But if that all falls apart, maybe the sports team I own will be like a minor league hockey team in Minnesota. Right? Or, or you might be able to get a deal on a team for like $500 million or something. No, no, no. The minor league teams are actually like, you know, like 4 or $5 million or $10 million. They're not billions. Well, didn't, right? didn't uh, well, I mean, the price has probably gone up for teams or whatever, but didn't like Mark Cuban get the Dallas Mavericks for like $500 million or something? He did. He got it for like four twenty-five, right? Yeah. And then there's other, there's other sides to all this. Like if you buy a... Minor league team for fifteen million, that's a lot less than, you know. Right. One and a half billion. Right. I might own like the Redondo Beach Seals, <laughs> which is uh, you know, a, a girls' basketball team that Lena and Zoe play on <laughs> that's worth like nineteen dollars. That might be what I own. There you go. <laughs> but you know, I'm telling you, it will be something. It will be something. 
And so I just wanted to tell people, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, but on my side, I wanted to just tell people how important it is to stay focused on some ridiculous dream. And I'll tell you why. If I don't get it, I will enjoy the chase Mm. my whole life. Mm. And I'll enjoy trying to make myself better every day, every hour, every minute, every week, every month, and every year to get to that goal. Mm. And you know what somebody told me years ago is if you never reach your top-end goals, look back at how close you got, and you'll realize that you got a lot further, a lot further than you would have gotten if you never tried. Mm. You know? Like, if you're shooting for 100 and you wind up at 78, 78 is better than zero. Right. Right? Yeah. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, that, that's kind of where I, what yeah, I wanted no, to share. But I do think, you have any interjections? I think it's good. I mean, I never, growing up, I never, I probably never really had any sort of, like, I want to do this or, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe I was always reacting to situations around me instead of having a goal that I was laser focused on. Like there's, right. you know, there's people I talk to they're like, oh, I knew I wanted to be an engineer when I was 10. I'm like, wow, I wish I would have known what I wanted to do when I was that, you know, that age or, or whatever, Dude, you know. Are you telling me, Jonathan, that at the age of 11, you didn't say when you're in your late 30s, you're going to meet a slightly disabled short Pakistani <laughs> guy and you're going to build a tech company and then build out divisions in a film company and produce a couple of television shows. You didnn't no, have I didn't, that all. I didn't. I probably when That's I was the, I think when I was eleven or twelve, the the most, the furthest I looked into the future was I want to play for the Florida State Seminoles, like that. That was about as far out as I was picturing. That's pretty awesome. But that's awesome. But every single day, every day, for the past two three weeks. Mm. Zoe comes on to a new career <laughs> every day. And, you know, I always say that's great, Zoe. Do it. Yesterday, you know, and these are all weird. The first <laughs> one when she was like three years old. Yeah. She yeah. wanted to be a, a uh, um, ninja ballerina or something. Something like that. No, a ninja astronaut. That nice. was her first one. Okay. Right. And then they've gone through everything. She wants to do a donut shop. She wants to do like a car wash. The last couple of weeks, she's like, I want to own a car wash. And then I go, why? And she goes, because I want to wash your car. <laughs> okay, Zoe, you're going to a wonderful private school to do that. Good for you. You better, you better own it. Right. And, and, uh, today, uh, this morning she goes, daddy, I want to be a writer and I want to do ice sculptures. Oh, okay. Said, oh, cool. So you know what her ice sculptures are? She she pours water in the ice trays. <laughs> yeah. And then puts them in for a couple hours. And we don't even, I don't know even know where she got an ice tray because our, our ice maker is automatic. Yeah. She finds um, like little molds and puts water in them and puts them in the freezer. That's funny. And then takes them out and says, this is my ice sculpture. Right? <laughs> and then Lena goes between... Um, being a veterinarian and, and being a singer. Mm, yeah, right. Ava, Ava would like to be a vet, veterinarian. Yeah, that's cool. But you know what? You got to have dreams, man. You yeah. got to have dreams. Yeah. You got to. You have to. If nothing else, when you're having a really bad day, dreams are one thing that can uh, keep you going. Absolutely. You know? 
So anything else to interject? Uh, no, I think that's it. I mean, you can find us on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, every other podcast catcher on Android avail- uh, possible. And uh, also check out LonelySealFilmFestival.com. You can submit uh, short films, documentaries, feature films, and web series. And there's also a screenwriting contest. And the winner of that contest will get their screen, uh, their script read live on stage by professionals. And so check out the LonelySealFilmFestival.com. You can see all the dates and everything that's going on there. Submit to Film Freeway. Yep, that is right. Film Freeway. That's F-I-L-M, Freeway.com. And if you uh, just go there and search Lonely Seal Film Festival, it'll come up. And uh, you know what we should do, Jonathan? We should actually say that if anybody emails us that want to submit, mm. we'll give them a, a discount code for Ooh, submission. Ooh, there you go. Right? Yeah. So if you're actually out there listening and you email, uh, you know, actually, I need to say what the email is. Yes. It's info at limpingoncloud9.com that's info at limpingoncloud9 it is the number 9.com email us there and just say I want to submit and I will send you a discount code there you go cool 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 yeah awesome very cool so again lonelysealfilmfestival.com and everyone thank you for listening thank you for downloading we'll talk to you next episode see ya